Ashley Holmes, a licensed realtor dedicated to helping you find the house of your dreams. Whether it's your first home or your forever home, whether you're buying or selling or both, if you're looking for an agent who truly cares, I can help you achieve your goals and you can trust that I will be with you beyond the sale. If you have questions about the real estate market, your home's value, investment opportunities, or first-time homeowner programs, I'm here to help. I'm based in Louisiana, but have a nationwide network of realtors to help you with your real estate needs wherever you are. Visit soldbyash.com and I'd love to chat with you about your real estate goals. That's soldbyashe.com. That's S-O-L-D-B-Y-A-S-H-E.com. Welcome to another episode of Sunshine from Heaven. Thank you for joining us. I have a very special guest on the line. Uh, man, let me tell you what, I'm just the proud big brother of my uh, uh, little brother, uh, retired Air Force Major Ryan Nichols Sr. Yeah, how you doing, brother? Hey, good morning, brother. I'm doing extremely well. How about yourself? Oh, I can't complain. So let's dive right in. Now, uh, I know you have a lot of titles. You wear a uh, boss husband, father, uh, co-worker, uh, veteran, retired, I mean, just lots of titles. But if someone asked, who is Ryan Nichols, what would you say? Man, that is a great question. The first thing I would tell you is, you know, I'm a man. I'm a man who errors. I'm a man who has faults. I'm a man who had a lot of growth to do. Honestly, the way that I found myself was through my spirituality and my faith uh, mm-hmm. by following God. Then I'm a husband, loving husband. I care for my wife deeply. Uh, I know that, you know, meeting her was God sent uh, because through everything we've been through, we've kept God in, in, at the center of our relationship and we always find a way to get through it. And then I don't want to say lastly, uh, but without my wife, these three young men, young fellas wouldn't have come along. So lastly, I'm a father. Um, I'm a father to three growing boys, uh, seven, nine and 11. uh, And I try and my best to show them what it means to be all three of those things. Right. Right. Uh, A man, a loving husband and then their father. And then also what that means to uh, get out and do the things that I'm supposed to do in order to provide for them and our family, as well as guide them spiritually. Yep. I think that's uh, very important. You know, it's sad to say that the numbers don't show that vividly enough about the, the homes that these kids with and um, without parents go through, you know, sometimes, you know, back in the old days, they say, hey, stay together for the children. But I found out that staying together with tension and stuff as a home is actually worse than if the parent, one of the parents leave. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and, and of course, we, we all see that, right? Uh, going Talking about the old days, you know, one of the things they talk about is, right, it takes a village to raise kids and raise them upright. You know, I would hope that, you know, the people that I've surrounded my boys with, their godfathers, you know, their their uncles, 
their cousins, you know, um, especially, so, so let's talk about this. When I was deployed, it was just my wife by herself taking care of the boys. But there was a lot of people that would step in and help and bring dinners and, you know, check in on her to make sure she was doing good, to make sure, you know, when the car broke down that uh, she had a, a means of transportation to make sure the boys got to where they needed to be. And that's just one of the things that we, as a society, I think have stopped doing as much as we used to. I know there's people that are out there that are still doing it, but we, you know, just looking care, looking after, taking care of one another and and making sure that we love each other the way God intended us to. Yes. Um, That's just what we should be doing. In fact, the, the sermon in church last week was, you know, love others the way I love you. And I know I'm paraphrasing. When God talks about what you did for the least of mine, you did for me. Right. Like, why are we getting so far away from that? Just taking care of one another and loving one yes. another without without wanting anything in return. Right. We shouldn't expect anything in return. No, you. that's right. You can't. Uh, that's funny. We were talking about this, uh, I think, earlier or yesterday, how that we normal or average has gotten so low that when someone just does normal and average it seems like man they're really doing it but they're not doing anything yes i think how i led into that was you know we've become so accustomed to mediocrity that when someone average comes along we think they're superstars you know there used to be a lot of whatever they were servers you know artists singers whatever it was and they were amazing and when we sat back and listened to them you know we we got the the goosebumps or we looked at a piece of art and we were like wow that's amazing and then a server comes along and they're just going above and beyond Uh, and i don't know how far off topic i'm getting here but i'll bring up one individual specifically that we encountered at a restaurant here in san antonio Shung's man name is Fausto, man. This gentleman was going back and forth from five different tables that had 10, 15, 20 people. And then here we come along with five, uh, you know, our five to sit down at this young man's table. This kid was hustling, going back and forth to every table, didn't miss a beat. He met our needs before we even knew we needed it. And he just took care of us, man. And again, going above and beyond. He was smiling the entire time. He was engaging the entire time, positive the entire time. He stopped and talked to the boys. He talked about us, uh, talk, talked with us about his family, and he was just a hard worker. I've now built a relationship with this young man just because I was so impressed with how hard he worked. Wow! Because he was that, you know, that superstar. He was that individual that that you know rejected mediocrity in his own life because. He's working two jobs. He's taking care of his kids. He's going to all his kids' events. Then he comes to the restaurant and he's hustling. He's the best server at that restaurant. But he takes care of everyone that's in there, like their family. And you can see it at every single table he engaged. Everyone was just having a good time talking to and engaging with him. So again, it's just that, you know, in his own personal life, he put out he wanted to exude excellence and that's what he was doing so i I, again going back to what we were talking about 
getting back to taking care of each other, getting back to the point where, you know, hard work is recognized and, and, and you know, we're, we're, we as society are rejecting, you know, mediocrity in others. Yeah. Now, is that something that you, uh, what you saw that young man doing, is that one of the things that you are instilling in your boys? Well, yes. Uh, and, and the reason I say that is because a lot of times we as parents, we do push our children hard and, and we, we, we do uh, want them to be, you know, straight A students. We want them to, you know, be the best player on, on the basketball team, on the, the baseball field, football field, what, what have you. We want them to do all those things well. But at the same time, we don't want to continuously you know ride them to the point where now it's not fun it's it's more stress than anything else however when it comes to working hard i try to exemplify that and show them you know that i'm not afraid to work hard i'm working hard because i i because of the love i have for my family and i want them to see that in me and then they just won't start to emulate what I do. I don't want, and again, I don't want them to, to, to be like me. I don't want them to have to go through the same mistakes and, and, and you know, the, the, the scrapes and bumps and bruises that I went through to make it to, you know, being 44 uh, today. Um, you, like any other parent, we try to shield them from those mistakes and, and, and guide them between those left and right boundaries. Uh, but, but sometimes you got to let them fall. Uh, and hopefully when they do fall, they learn from those mistakes. They don't make those mistakes again, but then it helps them to stand tall on their own two feet and want to have that their own excellence that they want to present when they're going out into this world and when they become older and become men. This is very good. That's so true. That's one of the things we need. Uh, so would you say having your family strengthens you as a man 100 percent, man it's, it's 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 the family my family for me is my refuge is you know where i come back to to gain strength balance um the energy to go out and do it again just to to, to walk in the house and the boys be there waiting on me hug me and my wife be there hugging me. It, it, it's just, you know, where I find that peace, you know, because the world is hectic right now, man. Yes. Um, you step out into the world and, and sometimes it, it's sad to say that you don't know. And, and I'm talking about back home here in society. I'm not talking about going deployments and, and being in the middle of, a, of conflict. I'm talking about here in the, in the United States today, you know, you walk out, you don't know if you're going to make it home if, if your family's going to make it home if you know you're going to see your boys later that day it's not a guarantee so when we all are back here in, in in this space together yes they give me that strength and that energy man that's uh that's i think a lot of people miss the importance of what family does for you mentally spiritually it i mean it helps you to grow even on your job if you have just basic family principles uh, and like you said it's like people are trying to do away with the strength of a natural family yes yes and, and you know I, I don't 
know where that's coming from or why that is. However, I know what's important to me. I know where I stand. I love my family. I love my boys. One of, in fact, I was thinking about this earlier. You know, my big brother, the, the person I'm talking to here on the, on on this uh, podcast. He may not remember this story, but I remember it. We were standing out in front of our, our dad's house, and he was getting ready to head back. I think he was in Cal- living in California at the time. He was getting ready to head back to California. You, Melvin, uh-huh. getting ready to head back to California. And we were talking, and you pulled out your bag, this watch, and you said, "Hey, man, I wanted to give you something. I wanted to get you something. You gave me a watch." And in that moment, because of how much I looked up to you at that time, I wish I could have taken that watch and just stopped time to be able oh, to wow. have more time with you mm. um because that's how much you mean to me um you know our little brother gabriel you know we we both have missed so much time with him right uh because of traveling with the military um you know us living on in different parts of the world uh we we miss you know 20 plus years of his life right um but any moment that i get with him on the golf course man i cherish those moments now because he's my family you know again it's just that natural family recharge man that that i get when i'm around you when i'm around gabriel when i'm with my wife my boys you know when we get back to to our cousins you know nikki toy all of them when we're hanging with them man it's just you know we could we probably haven't seen them for months on end but it's like we we just saw them yesterday every time we get back together yes yeah i agree 100 percent if you could go back and see a moment in your life that you wish someone had spoke something different into you, what would be that thing that you would tell your boys that you wish someone would have told you? Wow, that's a deep question. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and maybe this is not the answer you're looking for. And I know you're probably not necessarily looking for an answer. However, you know, our dad, we, we've had plenty of conversations with our dad. Um, and one of the things he talked about is how he wished he would have been able to have more time with all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he told me that when I become a husband, when I become a father, one, have more patience, mm-hmm. try to have more patience. But then he said, to be present Mm. you know not not necessarily just be there you know physically right but be present Uh be in the moment be with your children engage with them talk to them because again those are things that you know they're gonna they're gonna need they're gonna you know look back and and say uh, you know although dad was there was he really there you know yes yes That's, Uh, that's good because we we all are so engaged and you know this or connected to other things our phones you know social media uh recording every moment as opposed to being in that moment all right i'm all right that's that's you preaching right now so that's that's honestly what i think not necessarily that i wish he would have said because it was said i wish I would have known what he was talking about so yes. I could 
be better about implementing it today. Yes, yes. Yeah, uh, if you understood the weight of what he was telling you, man. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, and so, I'm not perfect. I said that at the at the beginning of this conversation. I am far from perfect. And and I used this analogy the other day in my men's group at church. Um, the analogy of the stained glass. You know, when we when we are so far removed from God, Jesus, and His presence. We think we are perfect. We think everything we're doing is correct. We don't even look at ourselves and, and question what it is we're doing. Mm-hmm. But as we move closer and closer to God and we, we our spiritual spirituality becomes deeper, our faith becomes deeper, we, we started to notice that stained glass. And as beautiful as it is, there's so many smudges, grime mm. and dirt on it, which is us. We are that stained glass that has so much going on and and regardless of that god loves us yes he still loves us and as long as we work on ourselves we work on that we pray we pray with our families Mm -hmm. we stay engaged in our faith there's redemption on the other side yes amen that's good that's good you know uh there is a a factual reference you can look up that the percentage of families who divorce versus those that pray together the numbers are significantly different of families that pray together in the rate in which they get divorced than those that don't so that goes to show you that prayer makes a difference yes it does yes it does and again you know we and and now i'm talking about the family collective as a whole we you know, we pray when we sit down to dinner, we pray at church. We, you know, we could probably do a lot more prayer at home, uh, just sitting on the couch praying together and just showing the boys that, you know, prayer doesn't have to be a long drawn out thing where you're there for 20 minutes. Now, is that good where you sit there and you meditate in a moment and you just focus on your relationship with God? Yes, absolutely. But getting in the car on your way to school, just saying in our father um you know just talking to god like we're having a a quick conversation of hey lord i'm getting ready to walk into this school all i ask is that you protect me protect my friends protect the teachers that are teaching us while we're here at school amen it doesn't have to be something long but as long as you do it, it it strengthens that bond it strengthens you know it it puts that shield around you as well Oh, most definitely. Man, I am so thankful and blessed to have had this conversation. I had the opportunity to present uh, you uh, and to show people that there are still people out there who think that it's all right to be normal and that there's nothing wrong with being the strength of a family and, and being able to rely on something like that. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Well, hey, man. Well, uh, also, I'm going to get you to do a shout out to your company. Uh, how can if someone wanted to reach your company, uh, how would they get in touch with you or check you out on social media? So my name is Ryan J. Nichols. I'm a local re- realtor here in San Antonio, Texas. Connect with me on my cell phone, 210-265-9788. You can also reach me by email at Ryan J. Nichols at JPAR, that's J-P-A-R dot net. Or you can find me on uh, Facebook at Ryan 
J Nichols three, as well as you can find me on Instagram at Ryan J Nichols one. And I do have TikTok and stuff like that out there. I'm- All right. Well, hey, thank you so much. And I hope that you guys got the information. We'll have an ad running here shortly. But thank you so much for uh, checking in with us, guys. Check out the sunshine. And don't forget to share a little sunshine. Talk with you soon.